today and tuning in. I apologize for not doing the show last week, and uh, I hope that's not going to happen anymore, but it, it might. Uh, let me give you an update on where we stand with the tornado damage to our home. And for those of you that have not listened in before, don't know what happened back on April 29th, a Saturday evening at about 5 o'clock, nine tornadoes entered Van Zandt County, Texas which is the county we live in. It's a pretty good-sized county, but it's mostly it's small towns. There's no, no big cities in it. But the all nine of the tornadoes touched down. Five of them were on the ground at the same time. There was a couple of smaller tornadoes at each end of the line, and then there was an F3 on one side and an F4 on the other side, and right in the middle was an F5, one of the most powerful tornadoes uh, in the world. That's the one that hit us directly. Uh, we have a small ranch in East Texas, and uh, we took a direct hit. Uh, we lost about 50 trees on our property. Uh, one big tree fell on my pickup truck and just broke it in half. Uh, another one went through the back window of one of our cars and destroyed it. And we just had uh, one disaster after another. Uh, we lost uh, my garage with a six-car uh, six enclosed garage where I kept my um, uh, tractor and, and all of my equipment. And it basically, the garage was totally destroyed, and most everything in it was destroyed. But uh, we can't even find it. Some of it could be in the next county, for all we know. And uh, we also lost our well, which is our only uh, source of water because we're outside of town. We're not in the town itself, not in the town of Canton. And... Uh, uh, we had a huge pine tree in the front of our house was broken in half, and the top part of it was deposited inside through our roof uh, and into my home office. So the ceiling there is, is, was destroyed. Uh, we had another one hit the front of the house. Bottom line is, is that we have been living in a motel ever since. The power has been restored to most of the house now, and. As of two days ago, we, we have a new electrical system set up so that we're able to get water out of our well. Now, they're supposed to put a new roof on the house on Friday, and we are planning to move back in uh, on Friday and stay in the house and uh, hopefully be able to find a find a way clear to find another car because we uh, the way we work is uh, Ann is off uh, doing real estate stuff. And I'm usually off doing speeches and that sort of thing, or doing radio shows. So we we need new cars. Mm -hmm. So we need two cars. Hello. I'm sorry, I'm interfering here. But uh, anyway, we we're alive. That's the key. And one of the factors that apparently kept us alive. Uh, other than just the, the hand of God watching over us, was the fact that I did something that my grandfather had told me years ago, and that is that if you see a tornado coming at you or you know one's coming in your direction, open your windows to your home. That's what I did. I was able to get all the windows open except for one. And what that does is in a tornado, particularly something as big as and powerful as an F5, which contains winds in excess of 200 miles an hour, what will happen is, is if the uh, tornado hits the house, the pressure 
on the outside is so much greater than the pressure on the inside of the house that the house will implode. They don't explode, they implode. And that's where all the destruction comes from, and that's where all the deaths arise. Well, I got my windows open, with the exception, like I said, of one. And the house shook like you would not believe for a couple of minutes. The whole thing didn't last for about two minutes, but it caused massive destruction. But our house was not destroyed. And I had several rescue people later tell me that considering the damage to all the houses around us, and particularly the ones behind us, which were totally destroyed, and I'm talking about there's nothing left but slabs and debris, that probably that's what saved our house and saved our lives. So some people may tell you that's a myth, but when I posted that on Facebook recently, I had people coming on and saying, yes, we know that because the same thing happened with us. We had our windows open, and our house survived a tornado. Now, the only window that got broken in our house was the one I couldn't get to. Now, uh, inside the house, it was kind of surprising. There was stuff blown all over the place, but uh, except for a few things knocked off the shelves and, and a few pictures of skew on the walls, there was really no damage inside most of the house, with the exception of the home office where the tree came down. But to show you how powerful that storm was, well, first of all, my biggest tree on the property is a 10,000-pound uh, live oak, about probably 150 years old, and it was torn out by the roots, and it's laying across the access road uh, to the back of the property. And we're, we've had volunteers come out and help us clean up a lot of the stuff in the front of the property, but we still are trying trying to figure out how to do the back of the property, particularly that 10,000-pound live oak, because that, that's not something you can cut apart with a chainsaw. But the thing that was really amazing was that when they started the next day, they came to cut us out the day after the storm, because we were basically trapped in our home at that point. We had trees down all over the place, trees blocking our driveway, uh, trees uh, blocking the road, access road to our property, and uh, the road that runs, the country, county road that runs by our property. And we had fire department members from Canton, uh, volunteers from other fire departments, and just some of my neighbors who had suffered almost as much damage as we had, but they weren't trapped in their homes. So they came to us first, and they started cutting us out. Well, as they're cutting us out, I see this one big tree they're working on, which, again, was a huge live oak, probably 4,000 pounds had been pulled out by the roots and was laying across our driveway. I looked at that tree and I said, that's not our tree. And my neighbors looked at it and they said, that's not one of ours either. So here we have a 4,000 pound tree that came from somewhere and we have no idea where. It could have been miles away. But this particular tornado stayed on the ground for 51 miles. Think about that. 51 miles it cut a path through East Texas. I have never heard of a tornado in my lifetime that land stayed on the ground for that long a period of time. I can go out the front to my front yard, and I could—I did this on the night of the tornado. The night the tornado hit, just afterwards, and I could see all kinds of red lights, all the, the flashing red lights as emergency vehicles came in from not only all over the county, but uh, all over the state. They poured in. Uh, the massive amount of help we got was just incredible. And uh, But the thing about seeing those lights 
because I was looking at State Highway 64, which is four miles away from my property and could not be seen from my property until that night because there was a thick forest between us and Highway 64. It's not there anymore. It was totally blown away. Everything is down. The destruction in my area was unbelievable. Uh, we had, there were some trailer homes uh, on the end of the county road, and uh, they were all destroyed. Uh, most of the ranch houses like ours and small farms uh, were pretty much destroyed. Four people were killed in the tornado, which, by the way, continued took out a little town called Fruitvale, which is about uh, 15 miles from us, and it totally destroyed that little town. And four people were killed in the county, which is remarkable considering the size of the storm. That uh, over 50 were injured. And, you know, it's going to be a while for us to cover, recover. So, again, I last week I could not do the show because we had some contractors coming out and, and we had to meet with them. And, uh, like I said, things are, are getting better now. So please bear with me. Hopefully I won't be missing any more shows in the near future, uh, but uh, if I do, understand that that's probably the reason, because we still have a lot left to do. Now, as far as talking, what we're going to talk about today, well, it's been kind of an interesting day, because you have your liberals in Congress, your Democrats, your liberals in the mainstream media, going slightly nuts today, because today has not been a good day for them. First of all, you had the hearings, the Senate committee called all of the heads of the major intelligence agencies in front of them and asked them all point blank, did the President of the United States or anybody working for the President of the United States try to get you to stop talking about the Russian hacking or to stop probing Russian involvement, uh, possible involvement in the election? Was any pressure put on you to do that? And the answer was unequivocal, no. We were never asked to do anything that we considered to be illegal by the president or anybody working for the president. Now, how do you spin that? I mean, that, that's answers, direct answers to direct questions. So how's the news media spinning it? They're claiming the intel officials refuse to answer those questions. I listened to them. I listened to that hearing. They did not refuse to answer. When they were pressed to answer things that were might be classified, they refused to do that because they, there was going to be another hearing in front of the Senate in which they were going to talk about classified information. But when they were pressed to answer about classified information, they refused to do that in an open hearing. They did not refuse to answer the questions about whether or not there had been pressure from the Trump administration to stop the investigation or to silence them. Their answer was absolutely no. It didn't happen. Then on top of that, the left has suffered another blow today because James Comey, the former FBI director, has released a transcript of what is going to be his opening statement for his testimony that is scheduled for tomorrow. And he basically says two things of note. Number one, he never, Donald Trump never asked him to end the investigation. 
excuse me, of the Russians' involvement in the election or to end the investigation of General Michael Flynn. That he was never asked to do that. And Comey is, is pretty unequivocal about that, too. It didn't happen. Also, you know, Trump has said several times that Comey told him on at least three occasions that he, Donald Trump, was not the subject of any FBI investigation. Comey confirms that in his statement. So all of these smoking guns that the liberals claim to have, all of the things that they claim have been claiming for months happened, didn't happen. And they've got sworn testimony that didn't happen. And some of that sworn testimony is by somebody who obviously does not like Donald Trump because Donald Trump fired him. And that, of course, is James Comey. So the news media is in a frenzy right now. They know what to do. They don't know how to spin this. Because all of the things that they have been reporting on, all of the things that they have listed as fact, all the things the New York Times, the Washington Post, and CNN, and NBC, and ABC, and CBS have told us was true because they had gotten, they had sources, unnamed sources, in the intelligence community elsewhere that told them it was true. Well, who are these unnamed sources? We don't know. We probably will never know because it looks like they don't exist. It looks like that this indeed was fake news. Let's take our first break. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare. But for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call. And I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. This is Lawyer Liz. Join me each week as we discuss drones, the Internet of Things, and all the technology in between. It's Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz. 
Wednesdays at 2. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. up to that. 
And I think the American people are getting fed up. And they're getting fed up with the celebrities. These so-called people in the left who think of themselves as because they are movie stars or sports stars or uh, comedians that they have a right to do or say anything they want. They have a right to hate Donald Trump. They have a right to hate anybody who ever voted for Donald Trump, anybody who ever supported Donald Trump, and that we are their cannon fodder and they can attack us with impunity. People are getting fed up with them. These are the same elitists who told us we had to vote for Hillary Clinton. Why? Because they told us to. You see, they're smarter than we are. They're much smarter than we are. We're just in the unwashed masses in their eyes. We're too stupid to know how to use our own money. We're too stupid to be allowed to have free speech. We're too stupid to be allowed to have freedom of religion. And certainly we're not only too stupid, but too dangerous to be allowed to own guns. <clears throat> you hear Kim Kardashian this, this week came out and talked about how there had to be more gun control. This was after the London attacks in which, by the way, the no guns were used at any time in either the attack on Manchester or the attack on London Bridge. The only firearms that were used were used by the police officers, who, by the way, for the most part, are disarmed. So there were home police officers there who were trying to fight these attackers with their, their batons because they aren't allowed to carry firearms. But Kim Kardashian says, the way to stop all this is to disarm the American public except, and this is a big exception that she put forward, except for her bodyguards. They need to be armed. Why? Because, like Rosie O'Donnell said at one point, I'm an important person. I need to be protected. You, and she was talking about you and I, again, the unwashed masses, we don't deserve to be able to protect ourselves because we're not important people. We are not a Kim Kardashian or a Rosie O'Donnell or a Cher or a Jim Carrey. And then, of course, you have Kathy Griffin and her viral picture of her holding what appears to be the severed, bloody head of Donald Trump, the President of the United States. And then she apologizes for it when all hell broke loose, to say the least. And then she changes her mind and doesn't apologize for it. She claims that she is being bullied by the Trump family. And that Baron Trump did not get upset when he saw this photo, that that's a lie. And then it turns out that months ago, before Donald Trump had even taken office, been sworn in, after his election, before he was sworn in, Kathy Griffin had made a point of saying that she was going to go after not only Donald Trump, but everything she had, she was going to go after Barron, his 11-year-old son. Now, how brave is that? She's going to take over an 11-year-old because she doesn't like the politics of his father. As far as I'm concerned, Kathy Griffin, who I've never, I've never had any... Griffin is, you know, I, I just don't have any use for her. Not since she cursed Jesus Christ when she received an award of some kind years ago. 
And uh, so I've got no use for the woman. I didn't watch her comedy. I didn't listen to her. But now people seem to be waking up and saying, enough is enough. We don't have to have you come to our casino and perform because people don't want to hear you. People are fed up with your kind of politics and your so-called humor. And I think that's what's happening all over the country with the major news media and the political elite on the college campuses that are continuing to try to shut everybody down. And when I say everybody, I'm talking about everybody who disagrees with them. If you're a conservative on a college campus, they don't want you to speak out. They want you to keep your mouth shut. They want you to become good little drones like they are and march in lockstep. Go Heil Obama or Heil Hillary. They don't want you to have a mind of your own. They don't want you to have independent thoughts. They want you to do what you're told, say what you're told to say, think what you're told to think. And that's it. That's the bottom line. There's something else that's developed today, which I find to be rather ironic, to say the least, is there were two terrorist attacks that occurred in Iran. Of all places, the country that's been identified as the biggest supporter of state-sponsored terrorism in the world, and today there were two terrorist attacks, one on the Iranian parliament, which of course is a parliament name only, and the other on the mausoleum of the Ayatollah Khomeini. Twelve people were killed in these attacks. The Iranians, ISIS took responsibility for it, by the way. And a lot of people are saying, well, well, we thought ISIS and Iran work together. Not necessarily. This is part of the convoluted situation you have in the Middle East. You have the Iranians supporting the Assad regime in Syria. The Assad regime in Syria is not a supporter of ISIS. ISIS is one of the groups trying to throw that regime out so they can take control of Syria. So the Iranians support Hezbollah and Hamas and other terrorist groups operating in in and around the Middle East and North Africa. But they don't necessarily support ISIS. So ISIS says, well, we did this. But the Iranians aren't saying they're going to go after ISIS anymore. They're blaming the United States and Saudi Arabia. Because things got even more convoluted in the Middle East yesterday when Saudi Arabia and Egypt and Barah and Bahrain and uh, several other countries withdrew their diplomatic recognition and diplomatic ties with Qatar. Now, Qatar is the home of the biggest American military base in the region. It is the headquarters for the war on terrorism. Yet, countries like Saudi Arabia say that Qatar is speaking out of both sides of their face. But on the one hand, they claim to be fighting terrorism. On the other hand, they are sponsoring and providing money to groups like the Muslim Brotherhood, which is a terrorist organization. It's an organization that wants Islam and their brand of Islam, not just Islam, but their brand of Islam, to control countries like Egypt, where the people got rid of them, and to take over Saudi Arabia. So you have this convoluted situation going on 
But the bottom line is, is the Iranians got some of their own medicine. And I couldn't be happier to report on that. Because that's the type of thing that they deserve. America's Web Radio. Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. This is Dr. George from Peachtree ENT Center. We've won patient care awards and have the highest patient recommendations because we believe in practicing medicine the old-fashioned way. Practicing good medicine is based in listening to the patient and making a care plan that is individual. The best medical care is given when there is a strong doctor-patient relationship built on mutual trust and respect. At Peachtree ENT Center, we believe in taking care of the whole patient because healing is more than writing a prescription. Whether you have problems hearing, have frequent throat or sinus infections, from the time you call our office and speak to a real person, you'll be treated as an individual and not as an ailment. During your visit, you will not be rushed and all your questions will be answered. When possible, natural treatments will be recommended to fix the problem. If surgery is recommended, cost-effective, minimally invasive treatment for snoring, sleep apnea, or sinus problems will be offered because Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. There's been another development today in the Middle East, and uh, actually this has been going on for several days. It's been building up. The pro-Assad forces in Syria uh, are basically there's a um, area of the country where both the Russians and the United States have basically said that the pro-Assad forces are not allowed. This is a non-conflict zone, they call it. Uh, and it is also an area where the U.S. is training moderate anti-Assad forces to fight in the Syrian civil war. The Despite repeated warnings, the pro-Assad forces are moving towards this American base and moving into this non-conflict area, they call it. And the non-conflict area is being threatened to the point where our troops are being directly threatened by pro-Assad forces. And we are preparing to defend ourselves. This could be another real test for Donald Trump. We cannot allow this to happen. And we cannot allow the Russians to let it happen. It may be necessary for major airstrikes to be launched, and even a ground offensive, to get these people out of there. So this is just something else to watch in the Middle East with everything else that's going on here. And on the world stage, 
something else is happening, which I have been calling for for most of my life since I was old enough to know what was going on. And that's, you know, I've been around a while. And that is to start cutting off funding to the United Nations, and particularly some of the committees and agencies of the United Nations. Ambassador Nikki Haley has blasted the UN Human Rights Council. And boy, you talk about a misnomer. Human Rights Council and the UN doesn't happen. The UN Human Rights Council is made up of appointees from various regions around the world. These aren't elected by the United Nations. These are appointed. They're, they're uncontested. And they are appointed from basically dictatorships. And Nikki Haley is called the United Nations Human Rights Council, a haven for dictators. The primary focus of the Human Rights Council is to destroy the state of Israel, the chief American ally in the Middle East. They want Israel completely wiped off the map. They want the Palestinians to take control. They claim that Israel is occupying Palestinian territory, which, by the way, most Americans do not realize there was never a Palestinian state. There was an area occupied by the British for years prior to World War II, an area that was loosely called Palestine. But it was not a state. It was not run by the Arabs who lived there. It was run by the British. It was made up of different religions and people with different backgrounds. It was not a country. It was never recognized as a country. It was never on a map. It was occupied territory of the British. And the Israelis claimed that it was their original land of Israel. And they were recognized, that was recognized in 1947. And since then, the so-called Palestinian refugees have demanded that they be given the land back because it was theirs. It was never theirs. There was never any such country as Palestine. Part of that area was Israel, the Jewish state, and is now Israel. But the Human Rights Council is trying to destroy Israel. They have cited Israel for numerous violations of human rights. They have passed resolutions to the United Nations condemning Israel, some, over a hundred of them at this point. <clears throat> Yet by the same token, they have no problem with countries like Cuba, Venezuela, Iran. They don't consider those countries as violating human rights despite the fact that people are arrested without charge or executed without trial or gunned down in the streets or picked up in the middle of the night and thrown into prisons where they disappear forever. That's of no concern to the Human Rights Council of the United Nations. So finally, after years of this type of abuse, the United States Senate is actually considering cutting off funding 
to the Human Rights Council of the United Nations. Because let's face it, the United Nations is given a free headquarters in New York City, United States Territory. They're given, everybody who works there, essentially, from other countries, is given diplomatic immunity, which means they can't be arrested and prosecuted for any crimes they commit inside the United States. They have massive amounts of massive amounts of funds. I was in my car and I said, "Call Michael Conley," and it called you instead. I'm sorry. <laughs> they have massive amounts of funds yeah. being poured in. No, it's, that's it. I'm I'm running for office to the United Nations by the United States. Probably most of their funding for things like the Human Rights Council comes from the United States, and it needs to stop. It should have been stopped years ago. It definitely needs to be stopped now. So if you like that stuff, huh? You feel like it? Please contact your U.S. senator. Where are you with? Uh, Even if it's a Democrat. They need to be told, they need to vote to get us out of the funding business for the United Nations Human Rights Council. As far as I'm concerned, the entire United Nations. I mean, what good does the United Nations do? I can remember when I was a kid and going out with my Sunday school group United Methodist Church, and on Halloween night, so going out and asking for candy for ourselves, we would carry around these little uh, plastic containers, I said, they were cardboard back in those days, that said UNICEF. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. America's Web Radio is the most diverse and informative radio station anywhere in cyberspace. We have shows about health, business, current events, entertainment, home care, and everything in between. We appreciate your continued support of America's Web Radio. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have 
the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. Not sure what it, what happened, ladies and gentlemen. It was kind of weird. We were getting some kind of background noise going and going on. But uh, let's go on with what we were talking about. I was talking about the United Nations and the uh, United Nations, specifically their uh, Human Rights Council, which Ambassador Nikki Haley says is a fraud, and which I absolutely agree is a fraud. And uh, it's something that concerns me because of the fact that so much money is poured in to this council. Almost all the money supporting this council, supporting other United Nations programs, most of which are ineffective and full of corruption. All of this is being poured in by this country and has been for years. And I have for years been saying, let's stop this nonsense. Let's get out of the United Nations and let's get the United Nations out of the United States. Let them go to Geneva, where the so-called world court system is. And let them go to Geneva, and let's see what happens there. Because we have a total disaster when it comes to the United Nations. Now, something else interesting that's happened in the last 48 hours is a Texas governor, Greg Abbott, who is a diehard conservative, and I think has done a very good job in the short time he's been governor. He has called the Texas legislature back in special session. And he's called them back in special session because despite the fact that this is a Republican-controlled legislature, both the House and the Senate is controlled by Republicans, there are some rhinos in there particularly the Speaker of the House. Uh, and so a lot of things that did not get done. You see, the Texas legislature only meets once every two years. And it only meets for about 90 days when it does meet. Sometimes a little longer. But the bottom line is, is that they don't have a lot of time to accomplish what needs to be done. And a lot of things were left undone. And Governor Greg Abbott wants these things to be fixed. One of the most important things for him 
and for a lot of people in Texas, is the so-called bathroom bill. Now, Texas, like North Carolina, has been threatened by National Basketball Association and other sports groups that if we don't allow men who decide on some particular day they want to be a woman and want to go to the women's bathroom and look at little girls, if we don't allow them their constitution. Well, it would seem that Michael's having uh, problems in Texas. Uh, you're listening to America's Web Radio, part of the America's Broadcast Network now. So we'll, uh, let's see what we're going to do. Uh, guess we'll release him from there and uh, try calling him again. I think it's his uh, telephone that doesn't work too well. Yeah, you've obviously got problems. They're not at my end. At well, they're not. Well, let me transfer you back in because it's not coming through my board. It, I would be hearing it, and then it's not. Anyway, let me transfer you back in. Okay, it's yours. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not sure what's going on today. Uh, we're having some kind of technical problems, to say the least. Uh, I'm not sure where they're originating, but... Uh, it could be the fact that I'm, I'm sitting in a motel doing the show instead of in my home, and I explained why that's happening earlier. But uh, hopefully we're getting it straight now, and then we can finish up. And I was talking about Texas Governor Greg Abbott and the fact that he has called the Texas legislature back into special session to try to deal with the legislation that is unpassed, and that includes some property tax reform for Texans, which is much needed. And also includes a piece of legislation called the bathroom bill. There have been numerous reports in Texas around the state over the last few weeks and few months of situations where schools are openly allowing people to go into the bathroom and locker room of their choice. So in other words, in elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, young ladies, in various stages of undress, maybe in a locker room and suddenly see a boy in there with them. Or vice versa. It could be young men who see a young woman in there. And this is an embarrassing situation for these children. They are entitled to their privacy. But according to Barack Obama and according to the leftists out there, they don't have any rights. They don't have any constitutional right to privacy. They don't have any rights at all. The only rights are to those people who decide that, well, yeah, I was born a boy, and I've been a boy most of my life, but guess what? Today I feel like I'm a girl. So I'm going to go in a girl's locker room, and I'm going to look around. 
and I'm going to take my clothes off in front of these girls. There is no way of knowing if that is the what is going on here or if that person really truly considers themselves transgender. But it doesn't matter. What matters is they were born a particular sex, that's what's on their birth certificate, and that's what Governor Greg Abbott and a lot of Republicans in the legislature and a lot of people around this state say ought to be the norm. I have no idea how many transgender people there are in Texas, but I suspect it's a very small percentage of the population. Why should they <coughs> have rights that supersede the rest of the population? particularly when it comes to our children. Why should our children be subjected to this sort of thing? Well, Greg Abbott doesn't think they should be. And he's trying to move to get the legislature to drop the legislation. It was actually passed through the House of Representatives during the regular session and then got to the Senate, but the Senate wanted a different version a stronger version than actually the House had passed, and they couldn't reach an agreement before the session ended. So now they're going to have another chance, and we will see how that turns out. Meantime, in Congress, there has been some developments that I want to tell you about. <laughs> Excuse me. The House of Representatives has passed three veterans' protection bills, as I call them. And they are very important bills. They're separate bills. They're not all tied together. But the first one is H.R. 1259. that requires that VA employees be held accountable for their actions and making it easier for them to be terminated for failing to fulfill their, their duties to veterans. One of the problems the VA has had for years is the fact that if somebody doesn't do their job, or somebody even does something illegal, like false reporting of waiting times for veterans, or false reporting the number of deaths caused by the, uh, these waiting times, like happened in Phoenix. And now they're looking at, you know, they originally reported 40 veterans died while waiting for care in Phoenix. Now it looks like it was hundreds. <laughs> Excuse me again. And a director of the VA facility in Phoenix was not fired. She was put on paid administrative leave, which means basically she doesn't have to work, but she still collects all her paying benefits. H.R. 1259 seeks to stop that from happening. <laughs> and... It has passed the House and is now in the Senate. Another piece of legislation, H.R. 1367, is designed to assist the VA in hiring and retaining the best qualified employees. Because <clears throat> right now, a lot of people in the VA are underpaid as compared to other federal workers. And that may be, then, that may be the reason the VA has trouble hiring top-notch employees. And they also don't receive adequate training. The VA, the Obama administration, was notorious for 
having training sessions at places like hotels in Vegas where millions of dollars were spent on parties and frills for the high-level employees, while the lower-level employees couldn't even get trained to do the jobs that they were hired to do. This bill, H.R. 1367, tries to alleviate that. Another bill, and this one is the one that's of critical importance to me because I've been talking about this on this show for over four years now. It's H.R. 1118, and that's to protect the Second Amendment rights of veterans. Most of you who have listened to this show know about the situation with veterans under the Obama administration. Veterans were receiving letters from the VA saying that because of their physical or mental disabilities, they were going to be declared unable to handle their own financial affairs. A fiduciary was going to be appointed to represent them. There was no due process. Uh, Veterans had to prove that they were, in fact, capable. They were being declared incapable to handle their own affairs uh, for minor PTSD, minor depression, because they lost an arm or a leg in combat. There was no rhyme or reason to it, but they were also told that once they were declared incompetent, they would then lose their constitutional rights to own a firearm and could be, in fact, imprisoned if they purchased, possessed, transported, or owned a firearm or ammunition. Over 200,000 veterans have lost their Second Amendment rights. We, as an attorney working with the U.S. Justice Foundation at the time, represented some of these veterans on an individual case basis, and we won some of them. But this has continued, and now the House of Representatives has finally made a move to protect these veterans. H.R. 1148 is the Veterans Second Amendment Protection Act. Contact your members of the Senate, because it looks like the left-wing Democrats, because of their avid support of gun control in all of its forms, is going to try to block this in the Senate. And if they're allowed to use the filibuster to block it, they will be successful unless we can overcome that somehow. So call your senators and do two things. Number one, tell them, whether they're Republicans or Democrats, that you demand that they support this bill. And number two, if they're Republicans, demand that if the bill is blocked by the filibuster, that it's time for the Republicans in the Senate to do away with this archaic rule that basically allows the minority party, in this case the Democrats, to keep legislation from even being voted on without 60 votes in favor of allowing it to the floor. This, I have said in the past and and repeat, violates our constitutional rights. Because we elect our senators to vote on our behalf, and they're not being allowed to do so under this filibuster rule. Their votes are being diluted. So contact your senator, listen to this show, get other people to listen. Also, please go to my blog at www.michaelconnelly.com and read my articles. I, I just posted one. I hadn't posted one in over a month because of my situation with a tornado. 
I just posted one the other day about uh, D-Day and talked about my book, The Mortarman, about my father's unit during World War II. And I want to be honest with you, I've taken a big hit on my income because of uh, my inability to do a lot of writing assignments and that sort of thing in the last six weeks. So if you could feel free to buy a copy of one of my books, they're all available through my website, and that's the way I, I make most of my money is when they're purchased directly from me. But you can also get them on Barnes & Noble. You can get them on uh, Amazon, uh, all with the, with the exception of the booklet on the Constitution that you have to order through me through my website. And uh, I think you'll enjoy some of the books, particularly the Mortarman and uh, so the, my new novel, The Rag, which the left absolutely hates. It's a patriotic novel. I think you'll enjoy it. So sorry about the technical issues today. Hopefully, uh, my next week we'll get it all resolved, and we'll go from there. And thank you for listening in. I look forward to talking to you then. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.